Praise the Lord. Good morning. morning. Welcome back to the True Church of God. I'm Pastor Colombo, and thank you for viewing. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We appreciate your presence in our midst, and we thank you, God, for our salvation. We just desire to preach your word, and as we always pray, Lord, let your heart flow through my lips to your people. Touch our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to speak to you on this subject. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Some years ago, I was asked to go visit a man in a hospital. And this man was a very successful businessman. And he had gotten ill. And the family requested that I speak with him. Well, he had given up. He actually wanted to commit suicide. And I went into the hospital room, and I, know, I knew that I had a challenge on my hands as a pastor. He wasn't a member of the church, so I had to have God's wisdom. And you know, sometimes you have to talk to a man, man to man. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And when you do that, you take a risk. So I called him out. Praise the Lord. And I said, you're a coward. I said, you're a coward. I said, look at you. You want to do yourself in. You want to quit. You've lost hope. He looked at me. He said, let me tell you something. No man has ever spoken to me like you just did. He said, you know what you are? You are a man's man. That man listened. I got rough with him. He came out in a wheelchair, but didn't remain. I went to visit him. He eventually got out of that wheelchair and took a trip with his wife on an RV across different states. Because God spoke to his heart and said, it's not time to give up. I want to talk to you about a man's man today. This is, we celebrate Father's Day. But let me talk to you about a man's man. Let me talk to you about a role model that we all need to imitate, whether we're men or women. He's infinite. In Matthew 28 and 18, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He has power over his own life. John 10 and 18 says, No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. He has wonder-working power. 
that was demonstrated by his resurrection. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 4, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He has power to get wealth. In Psalm 62 and 11, the Bible says, God hath spoken once, and twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. In 1 Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 12, both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. This is Jesus. This is a man's man. Some people try to depict Jesus as some weakling that walked the earth. But I want to tell you, he was a strong man, not only physically, but spiritually and emotionally and socially, praise God. And he was willing to enter into the spirit realm to defeat the powers of the enemy, that we might have the power of God and that we might show and manifest, praise God, the glory of God to people. Can you say amen? amen. He can do everything and he can do anything. Job said it in Job 42 and verse 1. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou can do everything and that no thought can be withholding from thee. In the message version of the same verse, it says this. Job answered God and he said these words. I'm convinced you can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plans. Amen. Let's stop right there. These globalists think that they have their footprint upon the earth. And they think that they have all the power because of their position, their authority, and their millions, and some billions. But let me tell you something, folks. A man's man is going to speak one of these days to them. And every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Because this is what the Bible says. It says, Job said, I'm convinced. And you need to be convinced this morning, praise God, that God can do anything and everything. And there's nothing and no one that can upset the plan of God. Prophetically, God will bring this to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't fret. Don't worry. It will come to pass. Nothing's impossible with God. He said in Luke chapter 137, he says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He's able to deliver from any problem or trial. In Daniel chapter 3 and verse 17, the three Hebrew boys say this, If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. They threw them in there. The king thought, that's it. Until God jerked him off his king's seat and said, go look in the fire, sir. He turned to his soldiers and he said, I thought we put three in there. He says, I see 
Shadrach, I see Meshach, and I see Abednego, but I see the form of the fourth, and it looks like the Son of God. Hallelujah, my friend. When you go through the fiery furnace, hallelujah, he'll see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He'll see you also, and you'll see the form of the fourth, and his name is called the Son of God because he's a man's man. He's able to make stones cry out when people will not worship him. He said in Luke 19 and 40, and he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Some people say, how can that happen? The same people who are questioning, how can any of this happen? Listen, two paramecium and two amoeba did not come together to create this world. Come on, my friend. Two microscopic organisms did not come together to create this world. No meteor fell from the sky and blew up and, and created this world, my friend. No, no, no. Read the Bible. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God created the heavens and the earth. A man's man, hallelujah, created all this. He's able to fulfill his promises as he did in the life of Abraham and Sarah. The Bible says in Romans 4.19, And not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. You know, Sarah went back in that tent and God said, you'll have a son this time next year. And Sarah went in the tent and she started laughing at God. And God said, do I hear you laughing, Sarah? Do I hear you laughing, sis? Go ahead. But this time next year, you'll be having a little one in your arms. Come on now. Abraham was 100 years old. Come on, man. God's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according, praise God, to the power that worketh in us. He's a man's man. Hallelujah. People say it's too hard uh, to live for God. He's able to make grace abound. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Don't tell me it's too hard to live for God. God's grace, hallelujah, when sin doth abound, grace doth more abound. People are using excuses. Using excuses and nullifying the grace of God in their life and saying that God's power and God's grace is not able to meet the situation in their life. He's able to fulfill my, one of my favorite verses, Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. We don't call upon that power enough, church. Christians don't call upon that power. We look at the power of the enemy and we're mesmerized by what the enemy can do. Let me tell you something. The enemy was subdued over 2,000 years ago. Jesus bruised his head. He's not been the same since. And we look in awe sometimes to see what's going on in the world and we, we become mesmerized and paralyzed in our thoughts and in our emotions thinking, hey, this is out of control. Yes. But God is not because he's still in control. He has a hand on this world and he senses the heartbeat 
of his people in this world. God's not done. You cannot shake the faith of God. You cannot shake the promises of God. And you cannot shake the prophetic fulfillment of what God has said will take place in the last days. Can you say amen to that? He's able to subdue all things. In Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. For our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall change our vile body. That it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. According to the working whereby he's able even to subdue all things unto himself. God's going to change you in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. You can't even blink that fast. Some people say, well, what are we going to look like when we get to heaven? Well, I hope I have some hair. I said, I hope I have some hair. If not, I can live with that. You know, I had a thought this morning. You know, I think about my mom and my dad and today's Father's Day. My dad loved to bake. My mom loved to cook. And I just had a crazy thought, and I said to myself, you know, there's going to be food in heaven. Because there's going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen? Can you say amen? Are you with me? And I can just see my mom making some sauce this morning. And I can see my dad making some of those miniature cannolis. So meticulous, so much patience that he had in his little bakery area downstairs in, our, in the house where he lived for many, many years. So meticulous. So full of patience. And he would yell up to my mother, Hunt, put on the coffee. I'm coming up. And he always came up with goodies. Man, tell me. It was always a feast. What's heaven going to be like, my friends? Hallelujah. I has not seen or ear heard what God has prepared for his people. He's going to change us, praise God, out of this vile body. He's going to change us. No more aches, no more pain, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more sadness, no more death. Hallelujah. Eternal life forever. Why don't people want to serve God? Why don't people want to bow their knee to Jesus? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Why do people play Russian roulette with their life? Almost holding a gun to their head with the chambers full. Why? When you can make peace with God and be changed in a moment of a twinkling of an eye. He's able to guard the treasures of our soul in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. God will keep us. He'll keep us from falling. He'll present us faultless before, praise God, his Father. We can't lose sight that it's God's power and it's God's spirit that wakes us up every day. And gives us the fortitude and the courage and the boldness to live one more day. And to proclaim the great love of Jesus Christ and the love and forgiveness of sins that he has given us. He's able to save unto the uttermost. In Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25, wherefore he's able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Do you realize that God is praying for you? 
Do you realize the Son of God who sits at the right hand of the Father is having intercessory prayer for you and for me? Amen. I can't imagine during the day how many forces are coming out us. Powers, principalities, rulers, and spiritual weaknesses. How many diseases are trying to be attached to our lives that God is saying, I don't think so. Amen. I don't think so. Look at the hand. Right. It's the hand of a man's man. I don't think so. Come on, my friends. Come on. Come on. We have no idea how God protects us daily. We have no idea how God takes care of us daily. He's able to keep you from falling, my friend. Amen. The Bible says in Jude 24, Now unto him, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. What a day that's going to be when God introduces us individually to his father and says, this is your son. This is your daughter. You talk about a happy Father's Day in heaven when the father will be reunited with his children. Oh, it's going to be a glorious day. When the father turns to the son who sits at his right hand and says, son, go get my children. Go get my sons and go get my daughters. I'm longing for them. I'm longing for that great Father's Day. Hallelujah. When God's children are reunited with me. This is what God is trying to speak to us. Hallelujah. In the physical, we celebrate Father's Day. But in the spiritual, hallelujah, our Heavenly Father is looking for that glorious day when we will be reunited with Him. That He'll call you son and He'll call you daughter. And praise God, there'll be a stone in your hand and God will give you a new name. Hallelujah. There's a new name written in heaven. Just for you and just for me. A new name. Because God deems you special. No one will have the same name. Why? Because we are all unique children of God. Hallelujah. Let me just interject this. It doesn't go by color, my friend. It doesn't go by culture. It doesn't go by race. At the cross, it's not black, white, red, and yellow. Hear this clearly, my friend. But at the cross, we're sinners saved by grace. We're human beings. We're created. We're the children of God. Hallelujah. And there's not going to be different sections in heaven where we're going to have the black folk and the white folk and the red folk and the whatever folk. Praise God. We're all going to sit at the same table. Hallelujah. We're not going to be stabbing each other with forks or knives. Hallelujah. There'll be no arguments at that table. It'll be pure. It'll be holy. And praise God. We will raise our glasses unto the Lord and we will salute our Lord and say how great is our God. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Can you say amen, my, my friend? Racism ends at the cross. I said it ends at the cross. Jesus gave us all the rights that we need. Yes, he did. By forgiving you of your sins and me of my sins, he gave us the right of passage to heaven and into the holy of holies. Praise God. And even while we're on this earth, hallelujah, though we can't physically go into the holy of holies, 
spiritually, hallelujah. We can go into the holy of holies, hallelujah, that's been sprinkled with the blood on the mercy seat. And we can appeal to our God spiritually and come before our God and kneel before our God and say, God, it's your son. God, it's your daughter. And I'm here, praise God, to talk to my dad and to talk to Abba and to talk to my father in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. People have it all wrong because they don't want to obey the word of God and they use many excuses to do what they're doing in society to terrorize other human beings. There'll be justice one day because if the courts of America don't bring people to justice, trust this, my friend, the courts of God will. No one gets away with anything. No one. That's why it's so good to be saved. It's so good to be forgiven that we will eliminate that judgment from our life. Hallelujah. 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 The angels will sing. Hallelujah. The angels will stand. Hallelujah. And God will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Hallelujah. The angels sing when one sinner comes home. The angels rejoice. Hallelujah. When one sinner bows their knee and comes to Jesus. The angels rejoice. Let me tell you about my Jesus. In Exodus 4, 2, he's the rod that Moses held in his hand. Come on now. In Judges 15 and 15, he's the jawbone that Samson slew a thousand men. Hallelujah. In 1 Samuel 17 and 40, he's the five smooth stones that overcame Goliath and his four brothers. In John chapter 5 and verse 9, he's the five loaves and two fishes that fed multitudes. In John 2 and 7, he's the water that turned into wine. I'm talking to you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me talk to you about my, a man's man this morning. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 27. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. I want to tell you, my friend. I want to tell you about my friend Jesus. I want to tell you about my Savior Jesus. He took a man and formed dust. Hallelujah. And he got down on his knees and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He put the same man to sleep and took a rib from his side and made a woman. I'm talking to you about my Jesus. I said I'm talking to you about a man's man. I'm talking to you about the Son of God. I'm talking to you about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let me tell you about my Jesus. In Matthew chapter 14 and verse 20, he walked on the water. Come on now. In Matthew 17 and 27, he caused money to appear in the mouth of a fish. In Matthew 21 and 19, he spoke to a fig tree and cursed it. In Mark chapter 4 and verse 39, he stilled the storm upon the sea and said, peace be still. Come on, I'm talking to you about my Jesus. I'm talking to you about a man's man. He is God. That's more than enough. He is the God that will provide. He's the God that will perform it. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1 and 12, thus saith the Lord unto me, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. I've been with the Lord a long time, 47 years, 
He's kept me from alcohol. I haven't had a drink in 47 years. Never went to a meeting. Never went to a group. I'm not saying those are bad. But I had an encounter with God Amen. on the streets of Fort Worth, Texas. And my life changed, my friend. I said, my life changed. He took, an, he took an academic freak. That's what I was. I, I was a person that just absorbed knowledge. I read and I studied 15, 16 hours a day. That's no joke, no lie. People can testify to that that knew. But there came a day when I couldn't absorb nothing. There came a day when my professors came to me and Fourth Ward, Texas, and Fred said, Fred, we know you're not dogging it. We know your study habits. We know your work ethic. And I said, I'm just not getting it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about my Jesus. I was walking home one day from the psychology building. And I was walking home, and in Texas, you know, everything is big. Everything's big. Steaks are big. Hamburgers are big, rifles are big, everything's big. And they have these median strips of cement that you step on to get into the street. And as I was walking home from the psychology department, I was minding my own business going back to the dorm, and I was coming to the edge of the concrete, and I was going to step into the street to cross over. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw this truck barreling down the road. Man, he was going fast. And I saw this old man coming across the street, an old gentleman. And all I can think of, I got to save this man. Because I know that this man is going to get hit by that truck. I just know as sure as I'm standing on this cement. And I started to try to step off that cement. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I tried to put my foot in the street and it wouldn't go. And I saw that truck. I wanted, I reached, actually reached out to the old man and I was trying to get his hand. And I couldn't get it. I couldn't step off that curb. And I saw that truck hit that old man. And I saw that body fly through the air. Man, I'm telling you, right before my living eyes, I saw that body fly like a thump. He tried to hop up on the hood of that truck but wasn't successful. And that truck catapulted him through the sky, through the air. I ran to the old man and he was on the ground and this young man got out of the truck and he was just beside himself. And God's honest truth, I smacked him in the face. I said, listen, I said, I got one on the ground. And I said, there's traffic coming, and I don't need you on the ground either. I smacked him right across the face. God's honest truth. That old man was a trustee for the board of directors for the Texas Christian University. Listen, my friend. It wasn't too long after that Jesus spoke to me from the sky. Listen, that should have been me. Hear me. I said, that should have been me. But God kept me for some reason. And people started hearing about my testimony. As a matter of fact, the church, the, 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 there was a church on campus, the Disciples of Christ. And you know, I, I wasn't making it in the psychology department. 
You know, I, was, I had a, a master's degree. One of 17 students in the whole country picked to go to that doctoral program. Had my own office, the whole nine yards. I couldn't learn. You know why? Because Jesus interrupted my life. You know why? Because Jesus wanted to save me. And I had a meeting. They, they asked to have a meeting with me, the Disciples of Christ, superintendent at that school. And he said, Fred, we want to give you a scholarship to our school. And, and, and I said, no, I don't, I don't believe that's what the Lord wants at this time. I believe he has another plan for my life. And I want to tell you what the plan was. The plan was to go back to Virginia and get another school psychology degree. And that's where I met my wife and I've been married for 45 years. I want to tell you, God has a plan if you follow God. And God will keep you from falling if you follow God in the name of Jesus Christ. People are making this too hard. And we're allowing doubt to infiltrate our minds. And like that man in the hospital, some have thought, what's my life? I'm giving up. And unconsciously, I look at people in the spirit and I see that they've given up. It's no time to give up. Abraham was 100 years old. Hundred, and he didn't stop producing children after Isaac either. Right. Come on, my friend. Why? Because God's a man's man. And Sarah gave birth, even though she laughed at God. Don't you ever laugh at God? And God knew her heart. He didn't rebuke her. He knew that she'd have a bundle of joy in the year, within the year, <laughs> and she did. You listen to me this morning. It's time to get a grip. It's time to dig in. I know sometimes we look at the media and the news too much and we listen too much to the negative reports, but we sing that song in this church, Who Will Believe Our Report? Come on, that report is still alive, my friend. Some of you are sitting miracles here. Come on, man, you're sitting miracles here. Some of you shouldn't even be here. You're sitting miracles. Drugs, alcohol, all kinds of crazy junk that was in our lives that God redeemed us from. We're, we're living miracles. We shouldn't even be here. But we're here. You know why? Because God had a plan for your life. And that plan has not stopped, my friend. That plan is still in action. Hallelujah. And if you hold on to the hand of God, he'll pull you through. Hallelujah. Because he's the God of now. Now unto him that is able. Now unto him. What's your vision of Jesus? Come on. You must see him as a giant. You must see him as a person that has ability without dimension. Who has power that has no limit. Limitless power. You must see him as the God of no end. He's infinite. He's eternal. And he wants to give us an excitement and an enthusiasm in our spirit like we first had when we accepted him many years ago. You see, that's what happened at the church at Ephesus. A great revival broke out. Great miracles. Great things were happening. But 26 years later, 
on the Isle of Patmos, an old gentleman by the name of John, 96 years old, wrote a letter to that church through the spirit of the living God and said, thou hast left your first love. Thou hast left your first love. Listen to me. We have to ask God to rekindle the fire in our life, in our bosom. We've become mundane as churches in America. We go through the motion. This should not be a habit of religion. This should be a way of salvation. This isn't just an exercise and coming to church and singing a few songs. But this is an experience. This should be an explosion. This should be an intimate relationship with God like a man has with a woman. Emotion. Feelings. And in America, we've lost it. We've lost the moral compass of our country. We've lost the values and the morals of our country. When we look upon the television and see hoodlums taking a sledgehammer and breaking into the windows of a bank, I watched it. They took turns to break into a Wells Fargo bank. They took turns. They were lined up to break the glass windows. And when the windows were broken, you should have seen it like a herd of cattle going through the cattle chute. I can't tell you how many people invaded that bank. I had no idea what they think they were looking for. Unless they had dynamite. Unless they had really gifted fingers to open up that safe. And I don't know too many that had it. There was a few in Brooklyn that had that gifted finger. They knew how to unlock a lock. They knew how to listen to the ticks of the tumbler. And they stormed that bank. Businesses. Burning down buildings because you're angry? No. No. Because you're a sinner that needs to be saved by grace. And when man comes to that conclusion that I'm a sinner, there's no help until he admits I'm a sinner. And we stand by and we watch people loot, kill, murder, steal. I hate to say it, but Jesus said it first. The enemy, the devil comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. And he said, if you don't know my father, he said, your father is the devil. And you do the things that your father does. You steal, kill, and destroy. Listen, my friend. These are perilous times, no doubt. But God still has a covenant, and he's obligated to us. Let me bring this to a conclusion. And let me just tell you about my Jesus. John, historians say they tried to boil him in oil. They tried to kill him numerous times. He was the only disciple that wasn't martyred. He's the one that put his head upon the bosom of Jesus at the Last Supper. He's the one that wanted to call fire down from heaven at one time in his early life. 
following Jesus. But God tempered him. God touched him. And John had such a love that Jesus looked to John and said, Behold thy mother. Behold thy mother. I know, John, that you will take care of her that took care of me as a child. And at 96 years old, he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a voice. (laughs) A voice. God did not abandon John on that island. And John wrote these words in Revelation chapter 1, verse 13. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. Son of Man. Not only the Son of God. Clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was, was as the sun shineth in his strength. Does that sound like a weak man to you, my friend? Does that sound like some kind of pansy that just came out of the tulip patch? No, no. I'm talking to you about my Jesus. I'm talking to you about a man's man. Isaiah the prophet said it well in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1. He says, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Come on, my friend. I'm talking to you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Isaiah said it again in Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Hallelujah. And I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Even them thou contendest with thee. That they war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, would hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. I will hold thy right hand, and fear not, for I will help help thee. Praise God. This is my Jesus. This is your Jesus. This is the... Son of God and the Son of Man that was not afraid to withstand the Pharisees and the scribes and the Sadducees and withstand them. He was not afraid to create a whip in his father's house and turn over the money changers that were extorting the people of their money for filthy lucre. And he whipped them and said, get out of my father's house for my father's house is a place of prayer. Movies 
cartoons making fun of our Christ will one day come to judgment. I said, will one day come to judgment? Because God will not be mocked. Others tried to do that in early days. Others in the Old Testament tried to mock him. And they found themselves swallowed up or drowned by the floodwaters or by the fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. Listen, God will not be mocked. He's not a fool. He says, revenge is mine, saith the Lord. He doesn't desire that. He desires that all men come to Christ. He desires that all men be saved. But he's given all men the freedom of choice. And every day that we wake up, we have the freedom to choose. I choose Christ. I choose Jesus. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's gotten us well through many years. Through the rivers, through the floods, and through the fires. Through persecution. Through character assassination. We've been through it. But I stand before you as a man of God today. Weak in my own person, but strong in Jesus. Feeble in my own spirit. But when God's spirit and anointing touches me, I am a giant among men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because God is with us. And God is as close to us as our right hand. And sometimes when you begin to forget who you are and where you are and where you're going, Look down at your right hand and say, God, I know you are as close to me as my right hand. And God, even closer than that, I'm bone of your bone and I'm flesh of your flesh. I'm an heir of God and I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, you blessed us today. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Not ashamed, Lord, to tell people about my Jesus and what you've done for me. And I'm proud, Lord, that I'm a child of God today. And I'm proud on this Father's Day, I can refer to you as Abba, Daddy, Father. I thank you for coming into my life many years ago. And I pray right now for those that will view this videotape, that if you don't know Christ this morning, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would get down upon your knees and say to the Lord, Lord, I'm a sinner. And God, I desire to be saved by grace. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Lord, that I might experience eternal life and be with you forever. I pray your blessing upon all those, God, that listen and upon those that would pray that prayer today. I pray, God, that you would just infuse their life with your power and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for viewing.